KDOW iRadio 76 proudly presents the 515 Show with your host, John Sarver. Who's at the 515 door today? I'm telling you, we should almost like just rent him out space. He's been here so often for the last couple. Brian Scott of the Airfield Drags, how are you? Good, how are you doing, John? Dandy for a Tuesday. All right. Normally, we don't let people do victory laps, but this one definitely deserved one. Uh, congratulations to everybody that put this thing on Saturday. For those who don't know, and shame on you for not knowing, that over at uh, the Dr. Haynes Municipal Airport in Three Rivers, Michigan, uh, Brian Scott and crew put on the airfield drags, which was literally, as it said, right there on runway 5 or 2 9 or whatever. They uh, had the hot rods ripping down. And uh, flag in front and flag in back. <laughs> That's when you know when it's time to take off and you leave. You know, amazing. On the hottest damn day that we've had and we don't know how long. How did you pull that off? You know, John, it, our, our work beforehand and our preparation really paid off. Um, as I told you, you know, I've been on a couple times before, like you said. Yeah. We tried to cover every single detail that we could come up with anyways that needed to be covered, and it, it took all that and then some to pull it off. Um, yeah, it was it was literally one of the hottest days of the summer <laughs> in Three Rivers, Michigan, and of course, you know, that would fall on our day, but, but yeah, the preparation and the, all the, the planning and work we put into it, it really paid off and made things go pretty smoothly. You know, you had to be thrilled. I mean, I mean but I guess, you know, in where you're at, it had to be like a, a tornado ripping around your head. You know, but when you saw this car show up and then this car, this car, this car, this car, then we ran out of parking. And then now we have auxiliary parking. Now we have plan B parking. Now we have, holy crap, where are we going to put these people parking? That had yeah, to be amazing to you. Yeah, we actually had plan C parking. And we had great <laughs> plan C saturday around around probably eleven thirty. yeah uh, yeah it, it it filled up quickly uh the racers showed up i mean they started getting there around seven thirty in the in the morning and uh it, it was on right right then and it didn't stop until we finished and actually cleaned up afterwards probably around six thirty that night when we finally got finished cleaning everything up and so yeah it went fast it was definitely a tornado uh you know a lot of uh, uh radio contact and, and you know we, we need to figure this out we need to take care of this and everybody worked together all of our volunteers we had about 30 volunteers that worked together and you know when we when we ran out of room we came up with another plan and and we just kind of improvised a lot of it in the end and, and it turned out really well yeah, I mean, really, there's a lot that went on because I'm sure when you went to bed on Friday night, you go, okay, you got this handled. I know how this is going to go. And then Saturday at a, probably about 10 a.m., it was like, holy jump. <laughs> it, it, it was. You know, we were, we were, I got there around 6.30 in the morning on Saturday morning and started, you know, doing some final things. And next thing I know, I look at my phone and it's 10 o'clock and we had a racers meeting at 10.30 and you know, I'm still in my rubber boots and, and, and ripped rip t-shirt. And I'm like, I got to go get changed and get out there and run the racer or the driver's meeting. And 
And yeah, it was on and it went really smoothly. Uh, the racers were great. They had so much fun and we're just so happy to be there. And, you know, a lot of them, if, if you watched, I know you were there, John, they, they got in a number of, of runs and we're really thrilled about that. How many times they got to run down the runway and, yeah, we, we checked in with them often, and they, they were just really happy to be there. And, and from all the feedback we got from them, they just had a great time. Yeah, I mean, because now you get the, the exit interviews. Now you get the, okay, what you like? Okay, what did we learn this time around? If you had anything of the biggest thing, what did you learn that day? Uh, just how organized we really had to be for that, to make it go smoothly, mm -hmm. and how important that was to cover every one of those details. I mean, from parking the race cars to holding the driver's meeting, if, if we wouldn't have been prepared for that, it, it, it just would have been chaos. And so I think that was the biggest thing that, that we learned is that, you know, the planning for this, while, you know, I said I'm an overthinker before, it really, it really paid <laughs> off because um, that that was the biggest thing. You just got to plan and maintain organization, and and in order to make things run smoothly. And of course, you know we've gotten some feedback, and we saw things ourselves. Like, hey, we're going to do that different next year, and uh, so it's part of you know this is the first time we've ever run this event, as you know. It's the first anything like this that i've ever coordinated and you know i've never believe it or not i've never coordinated a drag race before <laughs> and so uh yeah just the planning and organization and like i said there's things that we saw like yeah next year you know when we do it, we're going to do that a little differently is there anything that you did that you think well that could have gone iffy and it turned out fabulously not really not really you know that <laughs> and, and i really can say that and i'm i'm my biggest critic uh, and uh you know the 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 safety thing the safety aspect of it was the biggest thing for us and i think you mentioned that before mm -hmm. that you know the safety was the biggest thing and it really really paid off for us and it was a safe day. Everybody, you know, all the racers, you know, they, they, they did great. They were safe down the track. And the spectators, we made sure our spectators stayed hydrated. We gave out about 400 <laughs> bottles of water that day. Um, yeah, there was so. somebody in a gator behind us goes, warm water, warm water. Who wants warm water? <laughs> yeah, we tried to keep it iced down, but the ice didn't last long when it's 97. No. So. <laughs> 97 maybe when you started i mean it, it was it, it wasn't so bad the hot it was the humidity and it was everything but you had to look up at the sky and go well at least you're not raining exactly yeah and as i said before i, I take the heat over the rain any day obviously for an outdoor event like that uh you know i think it was scheduled to be 90 degrees it ended up being a high at 97 with a heat <laughs> index of about 103 and yeah, I, don't, I don't know if you saw i ran, actually ran the water box all day and the burnout box and we actually we took a break around one o'clock about yeah. 45 minute break there and you know, we thought, you know, so people can get something to eat, but really our crew just needed to take a little bit of a break. We were standing out on there in that concrete all day, and we needed a little bit of a break to get hydrated, and then we uh, we cleaned the track, and we were back at it for a few more rounds of racing. Yeah, it was, I think it was one of those things that people go, oh, yeah, that's right, they don't have a return run. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yep. I mean, did you hold them up at top end and then wave them to come back down? How did that run? 
so how we did it is during our driver's meeting, we actually took the drivers out to the starting line and we did kind of a uh, uh, exhibition run with a couple pickup trucks. And what we did is we just sent them down the track. Once they hit the eighth mile, they slowed down and then they turned around when they got to the end of the, uh, the, the, uh, track, I guess, or runway and turned around and came back down and then got off on our return road. And then once they got about halfway down, we started another, another two cars on the burnout box and we did that all day. And it, it the pace was maintained for the most part for throughout the day. Yeah, I mean, really, there's a lot of cars. I was really impressed with the the crowd only because they came prepared mostly. You know, there were some folks that, you know, I would never have thought about bringing a tent, you mm-hmm. know. And, and some of these guys, I mean, they were like pros. <laughs> they had like the whole front room under a tent, you know. <laughs> but then again, you had so many families there. I mean, little kids there, strollers were there. I mean, this truly was, you know, it come sit in a hayfield with your family and watch the drags. You know, it was amazing. And that's what we wanted. We wanted the families, we wanted the kids to come and see something. I mean, at, you know, Three Rivers, Michigan is not a big town by any means. It's not a big city. And we just wanted, you know, to create an event that you could bring your family out to see something really really cool really amazing bring your kids and you know kind of start to restore some of the hot routing uh hobby i guess in in the three rivers area and as we talked last time you know to say that hey i was there for the first airfield drags i mean i i really think it hopefully from what we've heard from everybody and the feedback we've got everybody just had a really great experience watching it and of course we had the heat you know a lot of people said well if you could if you could bring the the temp down a couple degrees (laughs) i don't know if i could i would but you know that's racing and that's that's august and in michigan so uh, but yeah, we were we were great to see you know, or we're happy to see all the fans and the kids that came out and got got to get up close and personal with the cars and uh, the food trucks and vendors and it, it was just great to see. We were we were absolutely thrilled. I, I I would assume that you had a number in your head of how many people you think were going to show up. We did, but at the same time, we we didn't. I guess you know we we thought. <laughs> people show up to watch this we're completely fine with that and, and I, I think i think it's safe to say that we we blew past that 50 pretty quickly uh we we don't have a total number for the, the number of spectators obviously people were coming and going throughout the day because of the heat uh but i remember one point you know i'm i, I was running the water box and I'm, I'm spraying water out on the track for the burnout <clears throat> and i just looked over and i saw all these canopies and chairs and tents and everything set up over there i'm like and then I look out into the parking lot, you know, spectator parking lot where my poor father was. <laughs> and I said, oh, my gosh, you know, this is this this is really something. And, and again, that's that's what we wanted. We just wanted people to come out. We kept the admission costs really low. We gave out a lot of free tickets, you know, the months prior to. So people would just come out and enjoy themselves. Well, I hope anybody, the, the you know, the city fathers were there to see how this thing was run. A lot of them were, yeah, a lot of them were, and uh, what we ended up doing yesterday is we put out a survey on our Facebook page, 
and uh, we just wanted to hear feedback from everybody. And actually, some of the uh, city leaders reached out to me yesterday and said, hey, we were really thrilled with the way that this went. And it was really a neat thing for the city. And, you know, you have all those, uh, I guess, unintended consequences, you know, that the racers, that a lot of them stuck around. They went downtown. They grabbed something to eat. They mm-hmm. grabbed the beer at the bar. I think you guys went to L.A. Cafe again. <laughs> and... Some people stayed in hotels the night before to be at the race the next morning. So it, it was some of those, again, unintended consequences that we were just really, really happy to see. And it was really great for the city. Yeah, I was going to say that one place we were going to stay was on the when we're stuck at the red light where it says meals, 25 cents, rooms, 25 cents. We go, this is the place we want to go to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, but, we're kind of going, boy, they live on the cheap around here in Three Rivers. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's, it, nothing's too expensive in Three Rivers. I don't know about 25-cent <laughs> room, though. I don't know if I trust that too much. But. Yeah, that's, I mean, every time we saw that, I mean, evidently it must have been painted. It was painted on the side, of, on the corner of the building that's there at the red light. And you kind of go, all right, so this must have been one of, like, the throwbacks from when Three Rivers was just getting settled. But you would have to think, dear city fathers, if you if they had any kind of whatsoever about this, that look at the money that, you know, it's kind of like the offshoot of the Dream Cruise, kind of. You know, a lot of people would not be spending money in Royal Oak and Berkeley and Pontiac and stuff on that date if there wasn't a Dream Cruise. And how many people like us, you know, came down and spent money in Three Rivers and filled up with gas and got water and Gatorade and Gatorade and Gatorade on the <laughs> way out, you know. Um, it had to pump a little bit in the economy. There had to be a little bit of a bump in the economy there, but there because of you and because of your uh, crew planning this. So, dear Three Rivers uh, fathers, you know, let this man go. <laughs> I mean, maybe forget about the airfield. How about Main Street next week, next year? All right. Absolutely. So now you have what? What's going? So now you go, all right, I went to bed. You know, everything went cool. No problems, no headaches, no heartaches, no hits, no runs. Nobody left. Everything went well. The gate was okay. Your mom could not grab the 10 bucks faster than anybody else I saw. (laughs) You know, but she was thrilled too. And, And again, it was one of those honest to God. It was one of those... If you build it, they come kind of things. For people who thought you'd get, you know, you'd be thrilled with fifty for your first time around. That's great. Hell, you must have had fifty in your first twenty-five minutes because we were parked out by the, um, out by where the airplanes are in their hangars. We'd never do that. The the really cool thing was too is whoever set up the crime scene tape, so people knew this is the path where you must walk on. Great idea because once you got past that gate from where we were at in Tier C parking, you kind of really didn't know where to go, but there was like that path, and then whoever cut the grass uh, wide enough to put the first tier of people in there, it was, a, it was a small thing, but it was a genius move because then people figured it out, you know, and then they saw others because you couldn't see from where you're parking where people were sitting. And then mm-hmm. once they, they made that line and the fine friends that had the uh, the modified gators or whatever those things were, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that was, that was outstanding. That was, I mean, for a first time around, there was very few squawks. I mean, very. And normally, you get, if you get 50-50, you know, squawk to hurrahs, you know, <laughs> you did a hell of a job. And I think you guys said outstanding, man. Bring those food trucks closer, though. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's, that's some of the feedback we got. They said, hey, move the, move the food trucks closer up to where the spectators were. And, you know, as far as, like, the caution tape and all the snow fence we had to assemble, you know, it, that's that was still an operating airport on Saturday. And, and it, so we had an open runway. There's two runways there. So one remained wow. open. So we had to make sure that we had enough control of the flow of the crowd to keep people off of an active runway and an active uh, taxiway that, that remained open. And there was a number of planes that came and they fueled up while, while we were running our event and took off <laughs> and uh, out on the other runway, So, which is what we want. We wanted to incorporate the two, you know, the... Um, the airplanes and, and the race cars. So, yeah, a lot of that planning and, and, you know, trying to guide people to make sure that they knew where they were going, giving rides to people because of the heat. Yeah. Um, again, it kind of goes back to that planning on, on, you know, this is our goal and this is what, what we have to do. These are things we have to do to make it run smoothly. So now what goes on next year, Brian? Uh, you know, well... Uh, First of all, we got some feedback from racers, and they want to meet up again next weekend and do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and we said, well, yeah, well, okay. Yeah. Yeah, probably not going to happen, but, <laughs> you, you, you know, we, we decided mm. to take one week off, you know, take, take a break and relax, and we're going to meet up next week. And we did the survey on our Facebook page, so we're going to review the surveys that were completed and go over and get some of the feedback and then bring in our own feedback, you know, things that we saw that we want to change differently. You know, we're still planning on probably the first week, the first Saturday in August next year. Of course, this wasn't the first Saturday, but the seventh was until we got rained out first yeah. Saturday, in August. And, you know, I have my own expectations of next year. I'd like to increase the field, the number of cars. We had about 50 cars show up to race on Saturday. We had 63 registered, but, uh, you know, people have mechanical issues. I think the heat kept people, it's some hot. people away. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to increase the field. Uh, it, it, that's the biggest thing. And then, you know, just some of those little things that we noticed that could have been differently, we'll change those. And, you know, we're going to take a week break and we're going to get back at it next week and, and start planning and doing some more marketing over the winter time. And we'll, we'll, we'll be ready to go again next year. Oh yeah. I mean, it was, it was now that you got one under your belt, you can't, you can put this on paper all you want until you experience it, until you start running it, you know, and now that you went through both, I mean, the only thing else is wind. You had the hottest temperatures, you had the deepest rains, you know, all right, so now you know how to work with all of that. <laughs> right, right. If you had, like, decent weather, yeah, I can see why they want to go this weekend. Hell yeah, they do. But, man, if you got all those people there for the first time, you know, because they didn't know, the spectators didn't know what to expect either. They got a basic idea what what they'd see. But, you know, it was, I think it was done phenomenally. Now you can build on that and go forward. And now those families can say, yes, we saw the first one. We expect the second one to be bigger, brighter, whatever, whatever you are, even just somewhat the same. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But and, and really, if, if we ran it exactly the same that we ran it last weekend, I think it would. I think it would be great. You know, obviously, I'm always looking looking for more and looking for ways to improve. And I think we're going to be able to do that. Um, but all in all, things went so well on Saturday for us, and I was so concerned about you know every little detail. And yeah, I didn't even know what to expect. 
you know, I had this vision in my head of what it would look like, and it's not, ex- not it didn't look anything like it looked like when I was there Saturday morning about noon, standing in the water box looking around, and so you never really know what to expect. And but overall, again, I think it just went phenomenal, and it yeah. was smooth, and things kind of kept clipping along, and then we finished up right around four o'clock, and we did some awards. And we got out of there. I mean, we were just we were exhausted, <laughs> and then we still had to clean up everything afterwards. So, well, tip, um, of, tip of the hat to your crew, and tip of the hat to the the fine friends from uh, Three Rivers Fire Department there, because we saw that they were all in their, you know, workman's clothes, so to speak, and that could not have been cool. I mean, uh, oh god. Not at all. Those guys were phenomenal. I mean, they they got there right when we asked them to get there. They sat there all day. They interacted with us. They interacted with the the uh, spectators and the racers. Those guys were great, and and really, they had a great view from where they were sitting at too. So I think they really enjoyed some racing too. Yeah, I mean, is, would there be a, a number of cars where you would cut it off at? You know. As far as next year, you know, I would like to see between 80 and 100 cars next year, um, 100 entries. I think going beyond that, the space that we have, I think that would exceed that. Um, but that, that's kind of my goal for next year is to get the, the number of racers increased a little bit. And, you know, everybody got a lot of runs in and they were really happy about that. I would just like to see a little more variety of cars out there next year. Yeah, I mean... I think everybody got used to the flagmen, both front and back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it was almost to the point of, especially the, the pot of folks that we were sitting around with, they frankly didn't care who won. It was just mm-hmm. fun to be out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it was cute to see the cars go down and stuff, and the KD car was ripping around, and, and that one altered was there, and et cetera. Mm-hmm. You know, but, and that's the one thing that we thought of, too. It's like, oh, what happens if you guys get an oil down? You know? Yeah, and, and you know we're not we're not US one thirty one. You know when we when it comes to clean up <laughs> stuff like that, and, and luckily we kept we kept checking the track regularly, and and we didn't have any issues like that. But you know we were somewhat prepared if we did have an oil down, and and actually what we thought, you know, if we did have a really significant oil down and it would take a lot of time to clean up, we'd probably just do solo runs on one of the lanes and go from there but we were lucky enough to not have that happen and we were real specific with the racers ahead of time and said you know check your cars make sure you know your your hose clamps are tight and, yeah. and you don't have any leaks and things like that because it's just going to delay things and uh they, they did a great job they were prepped uh they met all the tech requirements that we that we put out there for them and uh, again we had some great cars there we had some high horsepower cars didn't get a lot of traction out there. Maybe later in the day they got a little more traction off the line. But for the most part, they, even the high horsepower cars said it was just so much fun to be out there and do that. Oh, yeah. It's so different. You know, and one of the questions that we had, too, was, was there a, a mandate from where the snow fence was to the uh, to the track itself? There was, actually. So our liability insurance required that we had spectators 150 feet away from the from the runway. From 150 where the feet? 150 feet, yep. And so that was one of the requirements. So, and I, I when I was out there Friday night, I had my, my, you know, measuring wheel, and I measured out 150 feet from the edge of the <laughs> runway, and, and I cut 
out there and I turned around and I'm like, well, this isn't, isn't too far away really. But yeah, we had to, that's, so that's why we put the snow fence where it was to wow. keep this back from that. Yep. Wow. I, Cause we kind of figured that there was something afloat here. Why are we here? <laughs> right. Right. I, I would have loved to move people closer, but I, I got to follow the rules too, if we were going to run it. So, yeah, well, talk about running it. Tell us the people that we should pat on the back for helping you do such a great job. Oh, well, I mean, all of my volunteers that were there, I mean, my parents and friends and family that, that helped operate it, and, and really, we worked our tails off all day from 6.30 in the morning till 6.30 at night. Uh, you know, I got to thank my volunteers first and foremost. Uh, the racers that came out, they were just phenomenal. I got an opportunity when we took a little break there to go over and talk to some of them, and they were just all smiles everybody was just so happy They're like this is great we're getting so many runs in we're having a blast um you know our sponsors of course uh candy body shop extreme pets advanced property maintenance girl next door auto detailing dave's concrete uh i have to recognize them the city of three rivers the the airport manager mark was just He's an amazing person, and he's been supportive of this event from the day that we came to him to a board meeting and said, hey, here's what we want to do. And he was there all day helping us, and he had a huge smile on his face and said, I think this is just great. I think it went great. And, you know, he's very complimentary of us about, you know, our efficiency, especially literally we, we finished around 4.30 with awards, and we were cleaned up, and they reopened the runway at 6.30 p.m. that night. And, wow. And not an easy thing by any means and especially you know we were all exhausted and the last thing we want to do is you know clean up trash barrels and move bathrooms and get concrete barriers off the track but you know we we did it and we knew we had to do it and we did it quickly and like i said it, the next day i went out there just to grab a couple extra things and it's like you never knew that even happened out there you know you never knew there was hundreds of people out there and race cars and food trucks and and, it, and it, again really i thank our volunteers for for making that run so efficiently yeah, it, it's just an amazing, it, it really was, upside down and backward. It was a, a build it and they will come moment, like we've said many, many times. But it, it really was one. I mean, talk about grassroots. That's where your feet were sitting in. You know, <laughs> you're sitting in hay up to our knees, but nobody <laughs> seemed to mind. Everybody seemed, this is a pretty cool thing because we've seen drag racing in all kinds of different configurations, but rarely do you see this and rarely do you get a chance to go, to the third first annual you know <laughs> because as much as they threw at you covid water rain like crazy heat like crazy i mean what else were they testing you for i mean if you got a 73 degree day and sunny you probably won't know what to do yeah. I wouldn't know what to do, you know, if it, if, it were, if, it, if it happened, it would just seem way too easy for us, but, you know, when it, between COVID and, yeah, the, the, the monsoon that we had on the 6th and 7th, and it, we just, again, I'm, a, I'm extremely stubborn, I refuse to give up on anything, and we didn't, and it really paid off for us, and, you know, we had to change things, that, up until the last minute, we had to make changes to it, I mean, we were going to run a Christmas tree out there, and, yeah. and and that morning, we were so busy, and finally I pulled Brian Kaiser from K&D Body Shop, he was running our starting line all day, and I said, why don't we just 
scrap the Christmas tree. You know, we got to get the generator. We got to get that. We'll just do a flag start, old school flag start. And he's like, hey, I'm all for it. So I actually had a, a package of uh, red, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> red, red grease rags that I was going to use for an oil down in the <laughs> I grabbed one out of there and I tossed to him and I said, all right, here you go. And he said, all right. And, and it worked great. It really did. So, you know, we had to improvise a lot of things again, he, uh, up until the last minute to make it happen. And uh, again, we were just blown away. We were blown away by, you know, the, the, the excitement that was there, the, mm -hmm. the people that kept coming up saying, this is amazing. I can't believe you guys did this out here. Mm -hmm. I mean, and again, it's, it's Three Rivers, Michigan. You know, I'm from Three Rivers. Again, not a big city by any means. And so to be able to pull off an event out there like we did, I, I couldn't be more happy and thankful for everybody that came out to see it. Well, if it wasn't for you and your stubbornness and, <laughs> and your crew and stuff, you could easily given up in 2020 and said, well, you know what? You know, obviously, someone throwing rocks at us, and and this is not to be, you know. And but it had to be that much sweeter when the when you looked around at that very last block that got put on the truck, and you could breathe and have a diet orange fago and just go, did we really do this? Yeah, yeah, and and it would have been easy to give up because yeah, it seemed like especially after the 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 monsoon that we had on the seventh. You know, I remember sitting there for a little bit saying, you know, is somebody telling me not to do this? <laughs> this is not supposed to happen. And then all it took was a, a little bit of feedback from, you know, the people that were registered and obviously our crew and volunteers that kept saying, no, you got to do it. You got to do it. And so we moved forward and, and, and we did it. And, and again, I couldn't be more happy with the way it turned out. You know, and I think the, the audience mirrored your pioneering spirit because they were not going to be denied. You know, no. even the people that just brought chairs and hats, you know. And, I mean, nobody would be sitting out on their porch for 10 minutes alone in that heat, let alone hours, you know. Absolutely. You know, Sunday the day after, um, I stayed inside all day because it was so hot, <laughs> it was so hot outside. And I think if there would have been a drag the race that day, I would have told my son, no, you know, but I think we're going to stay in today and not go to it. So the people that that came out in, in those times and, and we tried to do a lot of posts on Facebook, you know, beforehand saying, Hey, bring a tent, bring an umbrella, bring a chair. And a lot of people did. Some people didn't. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people did. And I think that was, that was something that definitely helped significantly because there was not a cloud in the sky that day and it was hot and humid. Mm. There wasn't much of a breeze. And, uh, but again, looking over at the spectator viewing area or spectator seating area, you know, in the middle of the event, I'm like, oh my gosh, look at all these people here. It's amazing that they would come out and see that. But I think there was just enough curiosity out of, you know, the public and, you know, to come out and say, like, what exactly is this going to be like? What exactly is this going to look like? And, and as you said, people came. Yeah, and the cool thing is now that you have videos, you have pictures, you have uh, firsthand stories that you can actually show people, show sponsors, show fam, or show uh, the folks from Three Rivers. You know, this is what we did. This is the genesis of our thoughts. You won't recognize this thing in ten years from now because it's like, oh, look at that! How quaint! Look at what we had back then. Right, you know? right. And I we mean, have, we have hundred. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I mean, are they going to like now? name a street after you uh, 
possibly I haven't heard that yet. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm open to it. I don't know what the truth might <laughs> be, but um, <laughs> you know, we we had we have hundreds of pictures that are out there. We had actually yep. a photographer show up that does a lot of NHRA events, and he shared some of his photos and said, "Hey, I'm going to share everything. Give it all to you guys, and you can use it for advertising." And you know, when you and I talked the first time, John, you said, "You know, how do you shoot?" Because we did a promotional video. How do you do a promotional video for something that's never happened before? Yeah. And and it was difficult, you know, because we, we didn't have any video cars running down the runway because we, we hadn't had the event before. So now <laughs> we have all that footage and the photos that we're going to share out there and just show people this is exactly what we did. This is what it looked like. And, I mean, we, we have months and months and months of marketing material oh, yeah. uh, between photos and videos for the, for the next year to, to build up to the next event. So are you going to go for a big corporate? I, I'm I'm open to it. I mean, we could, we could definitely, you know, any 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 financial backing that we could get would be great. You know, I mean, it, it costs a lot of money to run this event. I mean, if you start adding it all up, it just keeps going up and up and up. And we didn't get into this to make a profit by any means. We we got into it because we just wanted to bring a really neat event to Three Rivers and, and to the Three Rivers Airport. And I think we definitely succeeded in that. Mm-hmm. So, but. Again, it's going to be costly next year, just like it was this year, to, to, to organize all that and have everything there. So, yeah, we'd be open to that for sure. All right. So how do they get a hold of you if Eaton Corporation or General Motors is listening right now? Uh, look us up on Facebook. Search Airfield Drags on Facebook. Send us a message. Um, send us an email. It's info at airfielddrags.com. Uh, if they're interested in, in, in doing some sponsorship next year and, and helping us, you know, on the financial end of this, that would be the best way to reach out to us. All right. And so for corporations that want to get involved, I assume the buy-in is at least $1 million? Oh, yeah, easily. <laughs> a, million, a million minimum for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as our sponsorships this year, <laughs> I mean, we had people that sponsored $500, we had people that sponsored $50, and it doesn't matter to us, you know, if someone came, well, I got us $50, it doesn't, we were so grateful, you know, um, we all put a lot of money into this, a lot of it came out of our own pockets, and, you know, if someone said, hey, here's five bucks, put it towards next year, I'd be so thrilled for that. All right, so where can people do that? Same place? Uh, Really, it starts with just getting a hold of us. Um, so looking us up on Facebook, messaging us on Facebook, and getting with me. And I organized all the sponsorships last year. So um, and then sending it. We are again our email info at airfielddrags.com. Uh, if you're interested in doing a sponsorship, send us an email, and I'll, I'll get back with you, and and we'll definitely work it out. I was going to say they got five hundred bucks. What do they get for their sponsorship? Uh, you know, we printed a lot of sponsorship signs. Uh, our DJ MC throughout the day recognized them um, uh, through his PA system, and we did a lot of uh, sponsorship uh, notoriety stuff on Facebook. So, really, we got the word out. The sponsors that we did have this year, um, they were well advertised and well marketed throughout the day, and, and and the coming or you know the coming weeks up to the event, and then we'll continue to do, to recognize them on uh, social media. For the next few months ever think of having like a gofundme you know we threw that around a little bit um 
as far as you know raising funds for that but yeah. at the same time you know we had a pretty good day on saturday and it was enough to cover our expenses and then cover some of the expenses for next year and that's all we're looking for right now is to continue to build this event i mean i have big dreams of what it could possibly be someday and you know for right now we'll go year by year and you know get bigger and better every year and and that's that's the dream we've always had and it really came true on saturday but of course you know i'm always looking to improve always looking to you know make things bigger and better yeah and so now i know that your dad was spinning around like he just found oil on your land you know when when we showed up because we were in tier c and he was just like thrilled look at all these people his wallet was fat again hooray (laughs) yeah he was and, and 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 again i had no idea really i mean i was on the the burnout box the whole time so i didn't really know what was going on i'm going to hear a lot of radio traffic because we had our two-way radios on uh, as far as what was going on and it took you know just looking over there and he was in charge of spectator parking and man i think he volunteered for that and he probably regretted it around <laughs> 11 a.m that day because man people were just coming and right and left and car after car after car and you know him and his crew of volunteers that helped him with spectator parking were just phenomenal and getting those people on getting them parked getting them shuttled out to where they needed to be to to see the race yeah i mean we had the one woman who was parking us go remind remember me while i'm out here <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah but your parents they lived and died for this also with you and when you saw them beaming you know beaming when we had to take off to cincinnati you know, they were just like thrilled. They were like proud parents, like like you know, you wouldn't believe, like you won the Olympics or something, man. You know, yeah. they could process it in real time. Where you, you're on a delay because everything circles around you, and then the world doesn't stop spinning until you lay down. And even then, so you probably went over a hundred different things in your head that night. Absolutely, we did. And you know, I can't say enough about my parents. They're 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 my biggest fan for sure. And they, you know, when I first went to them about this event, you know, it was in the 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 beginning phases of it, I guess. And then as it continued to build, they really got excited. They really got involved, and they were great. I mean, my dad did spectator parking. My mom did admissions. <laughs> and you talk about two really difficult jobs that day. I mean, yeah. I was I was spraying water on the track with a hose, you know, I had the easy job compared to them. So, but no, they're, they're my biggest fans. They were thrilled about how it turned out and I couldn't be more grateful to them. Yeah. Cause I mean, your mom was just beaming. I mean, and your dad was like, that's my boy. You know, and it's <laughs> like, okay, good for them. All right. It's been an amazing trip with you, man. I mean, it really was from, from, you know, the Genesis of when we came with you to actually experiencing it and now being able to take we thought it was when we had the production meeting we thought it was very very important that you be able to come on and and have a a victory cigar you know because for we know how tough it is to pull off a bake sale you know (laughs) try to do this with so many moving parts and so many people looking at you you know in case something goes on, Brian here, Brian here, Brian over here, Brian oh Brian, be, you know, and then it's like with everything being thrown out as as a roadblock to you guys, you know, and plus there's no book that says how to put on a drag strip at a uh, airfield, you know, right. follow these six steps and you'll be successful, 
You know? Right. I mean, we just thought if for sure, if we're just to give you know closure and then make sure that we keep an eye on you guys for next year, because really, this is for uh, CKWI Radio 76. This is going down as one of our top five stories of this drag racing season because it was such a heartwarming, phenomenal uh, situation that, that you pulled off you know, yes, with volunteers, but single-handedly, everything's got to run through you, you know. And so whoever deserves the kiddos even more, even though you're too modest for it, is yourself. And we wanted to make sure that you, Brian Scott, were quite recognized as a guy that really pulled this off. And the folks, when you go down the street in Three Rivers, Michigan, they should be not only pumping your hands, but I would assume next time you go anywhere near uh, the city hall that the city fathers will put you up on their shoulders and parade you around with confetti, you know, because you put money, you put money in their pockets, you put recognition for the city, you represented the city extremely well. You know, I don't know anybody that didn't go down there because nobody who knew where the hell Three Rivers is if you're on this side of the of the state. You know, and now we do, and now we have, you know, we know about those two little bridges and the skate park and the whole, the 25-cent room thing. You know, it's like now we have, like, a really positive idea of what Three Rivers, Michigan is, and we would not feel sad about going back down again, even if there wasn't a race, and that all goes back to you, Brian Scott, and your hard work. So congratulations, man. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that Mm. very much, and as you said, I'm... I'm a pretty modest guy, and I I, I want to give credit to everybody else other than myself. But you know, I just like everybody else, I I worked hard for this. You know, I've been living and breathing this for about two years, yeah. and John, I can't thank you and your station enough mm. for you know reaching out to us about a month ago, saying, "Hey, we heard about this. We'd like to speak with you," and you know. We cannot thank you guys enough because, you know, the first time you reached out to me and you called me, I think I told you, I was like, oh, boy, you know, this might be something here. And then, uh, you know, after our, you know, we were so disappointed after getting rained out, you mm. reached out to Again, we, we couldn't thank you guys enough for doing this and, and giving me an opportunity as a, as a victory lap, as you call it. Yeah. Uh, it is really great to uh, be able to talk about how the event went and process it and, and you know, just sit back and just be like, man, we, we worked hard and it really paid off. Yeah, I mean, it's a classic American story. You know, mm-hmm. really bust buns and you, well, mostly break, mm-hmm. you know, really bust it and then good things happen. And I'm telling you, if you're not the mayor of Three Rivers in the next 18 months, there's some serious problems there in that city. Well, you know, the mayor sounds great and everything, but I'm going to focus on uh, holding another drag race (laughs) next year for right now. Well, you can do both. Yeah, maybe. maybe, Think of the red tape you could cut through if you were the mayor. Maybe, that's true. (laughs) All right. Lastly, uh, where should people be watching for Airfield Drags 2022? Uh, watch us on Facebook. You know, we're hoping over the next couple months to establish the official date for next year. Um, and, and I'm going to throw it out there. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'm not opposed to holding two events next summer. Maybe early, early summer. Yeah, I'm gonna, now, now it's out there, but um, I, I wouldn't be opposed two. to look, looking into that. But as I said before, you know, we got a lot of regulations and stuff, but um I, i'd like to do that but yeah keep watching facebook follow us on facebook that's our biggest 
uh, I guess, social media outlet to the public that tells you what we're doing, what we're thinking, what we're planning. But we're at a minimum over the next probably two months, we're, we're hoping to have a date set. And, and again, if we could sneak two dates in next summer, I'd really like to do that. Two. Wow. And then what? Then take this on the road to other airfields and small towns around Michigan? That's part of the dream. I, I would love to. And I, I didn't expect this to be, I mean, really, when this started three years ago, we thought maybe 20 cars, you know, friends and family out there just having fun out there. And the more we built it and the more we talked about it and the more we marketed it, we realized, you know, this could be really something. So, you know, to be able to take it on the road and maybe do a little work with some of the other airports, you know, smaller airports in Michigan or northern Indiana, I, I'd love to do that. Whew. All right, so you're going to clone yourself anytime soon? Yeah, exactly. And re- remember, everybody, there's only one of me. So Yeah, however, I can easily see your parents taking over a part of this. They, they would love to, you know. <laughs> they're, they're, they're classic car fans. Again, like I said, they're, my, they're definitely my biggest fan for this. And, you know, if we were able to do something like that and expand for now, I'm happy that it's in Three Rivers. I'm happy for the city to be able to do it there. Who knows what the future holds? We'll just have to wait and see. Where's the next airport around Three Rivers? Uh, the closest for us would be Sturgis. Sturgis, Sturgis. Michigan has, has an airport down there. So, uh-huh. Yeah, so if you're listening, Sturgis, Michigan Airport. That's what I'm thinking here. I'm thinking it's going to be the Brian Scott Airfield uh, Racing Association. And so it's going to be Airfield versus Airfield. Sturgis versus Three Rivers one day. <laughs> you know, we, you know, we got to talk, John. You know, I, like <laughs> your, I like your marketing plans here. So you could re- we could really make this something. But I mean, really, I, I'd love to do that. There's a lot of small airports in, in, throughout yeah. Michigan, southwest Michigan. And if we could o- help organize things like that at those airports, I, I would be thrilled to do that. Go north, my man. Go north. Brian Scott. Go- unbelievably job well done and, and we were just so thrilled and again that it was it was so contagious the smiles that you brought to folks on on one of the hottest days where every weatherman was saying stay home these people said hell with that we're going to go see this thing you know this man worked hard and we're going to give him the payoff and, and that they did and this is only the first of many brian you know god love you buddy Hey, thanks so much, John. I appreciate it very much. Quite. All right, so now you know where to get a hold of them. Keep an eye on this. This is going to be, and we were talking about this in the production meeting this morning, and it's this is going to be one of our 2022 stories to watch. Stay tuned. Talk about stay tuned. Stay tuned for Detroit or Detroit Wheels right here on the home of high performance since the 60s and 70s, CKW <laughs> Radio 76.